you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I personally view life in the lens of continued education. I see life as one big, oh my goodness, I either studied for that, I didn't see that coming, uh, just one big high school class that just goes on forever. It's like the Lamb Chop song. This is a song Like, I feel like that is life, right? In a good way, in a positive way, not to, you know, bring on the Eeyore kind of feel. But I know that personally, I had this particular English teacher in high school where there were tests that we knew that were coming up. You know, you know, when your midterms are coming up, when your finals, all of that. But every now and again, if someone enunciated something wrong or they spelled something different when he was checking notes, he was like, that's it, pop quiz, put everything away, take out a piece of paper and a pencil, and we get ready to have these uh, the spelling tests real quick. And I always remembered feeling like, bruh, I did not study for a pop quiz. But his thing was, if you've been paying attention to what we've been talking about in class, if you've been reading the homework assignments that I've been assigning, and if you've been doing the projects and working on them when I said to work on them, then you shouldn't have any issue. But every now and again, the pop quizzes, if he wanted to be real with his spirit, okay, uh, came from the fact that he was frustrated. Let you have used T-H-E-I-R wrong in a sentence when you was passing up your notes. He saw one or two mistakes on somebody else's paper. We all had to pay for it. And it was just like, bruh, library has two R's. I know that. Why do I have to go ahead and, and get some type of, you know, reprimand because somebody else got it wrong? So I really despise that class. But if I'm honest with you, that was the class that really pushed me to excellence, if, if I'm honest, right? Isn't that like most things? The things that are hardest on you, like, man, my mother was super hard on me when I was younger. And, you know, grandma didn't play. She was super strict. But didn't you learn some of your best assets, some of your best characteristics in that environment? Why? Juno say, I don't know. She bilingual. You know, but for whatever the reason, we learned best in that environment. So that's why to this day, I cannot have, you know, I'll just go ahead and self-proclaim myself a silent troll. If I see too many grammar mistakes, I'm sorry. I'm going to hit you with the Kiki Palmer. I don't know that man. Sorry for that man or woman. I have to unfollow because it is almost like torture to my soul. I can't do it. <laughs> I feel like my teacher is screaming inside of me like pop quiz on Facebook. Enough is enough. It's too much YouTube bitch out here. It, we no long gone are the days of the botanical encyclopedia, you know, dictionary. But we got Wikipedia. You got your Google. Everybody has a phone. What is your autocorrect? Why is it not serving you in the capacity thereof? I'm getting irritated. Yes, I have someone in mind. No, I don't want to say their names. And I think we need to move forward because I feel myself getting triggered. And you know what happens when I get triggered. Let's move on. But I see life as that particular class. Sometimes you don't appreciate, oh, why is this, you know, it's not that it's difficult. It's just that it really pushes you to points that feel like pressure, but it's pushing you to excellence. So 
right now at this point in my life, at this very juncture, I am dealing with, as you know, trying to figure out and continuing on the process of what's going on with her mammogram, left breast, slash what's, you know, seeing specialists and all that other stuff, just to rule out what we all don't want to, you know, the negative side of what a cyst and a breast could possibly be. So I'm journeying that. And then there's some other little things going on. And it's just like, oh my goodness. And this idea sparked in me once I was on um, IG. I followed this particular person called, I believe her handle is Lexi Television, something to that effect. She's a gospel artist. And love her. She has a comedic spin to her. Love all things that she posts. She's just hilarious to me. I love that Christianity doesn't look boring. You know, shouts out to the Kurt Franklins and things of that nature. I love someone who who can say, I love Christ, but I got a little personality to me. You know, it speaks volumes to me, at least. And this particular video that I was watching, she was just talking about a juncture in her life that was really troubling. At that point, her uncle, who served as a father figure because she never knew her biological father, he was um, dying with a particular ailment, and that was really triggering and emotional and all those things, especially because he served a dual role. He was the uncle, and he also was father figure. And then also during that time, she was engaged. She made all her... Um, the particular she finalized all the things that you're supposed to do for a wedding the venue this that and the third but she had a destination wedding so it was going to be in Jamaica some things was happening during the interim and she had to make the tough decision to go ahead and pull the plug and say you know what no I, she doesn't think that she should move forward with the marriage and she said for a moment she kind of felt like mm, maybe she should stay in that particular relationship because she's going to need a companion, someone to help her mourn, to console her, all of those things. And she said that she just had to get to a place that she called everybody up, had to bite the bullet of embarrassment, say, hey, this is not happening. You know, she's not moving forward with the relationship nor with the marriage. People were like, listen, we already gave our money. We paid our <laughs> hotel fees you know this particular resort is is finalized they took the time off of work they got the travel arrangements all of that is said and done so they looked at it like okay well no wedding but we're still going on this vacation and so she went on to say she's like well if they're going then she might as well go too and so she spent the nine days and eight nights just trying to stay busy and all these particular things and at the very end of the trip she remembers zipping up her luggage and saying to herself, there has to be more. And she's, that's where she came up with this gospel song, um, that there is more, because people were trying to tell her, like, you know, all men are dogs, and this is just what the picking is, and this, that, and that. Third. And she says that she refuses to believe that that is just what's being offered on this thing called earth. And she refuses to believe that that's all that God is going to offer her. And that she was happily married. Um, her first husband past and so her thing was there is more after you know losing a loved one losing her uncle slash father figure having to make the big girl decision that no I see the red flags but she's not going to move forward just all of those things so it made me kind of go back and say you know when you zoom out you're like man that's a lot like that's super emotional it's embarrassing it's but I give her the credit for knowing I would rather be embarrassed now than to enter into this relationship slash marriage and be in turmoil 
and emotionally fighting myself for the rest of my life. Because so many people rather just continue to walk down to the aisle of whatever's on the other side, whether it's a man, whether it's a career. You know, I've been here so long, so I have to keep moving. I don't have any other assets. I stayed in this company so long. I don't have, you know, the credentials to do anything else, even if I wanted to. Got to continue to, I moved out of state or I moved out of my mom's house, so I have to continue on this path because if I make an autocorrect, then what will the people say? So many people are imprisoned to walking down the aisle of their particular demise because of the opinions of others. And that's just a shame. Not to say that I don't understand it because I'm breathing this good oxygen the way that everyone else is, but there has to be a time that you're like, you know what, let me do what I have to do now so I can live the life that I want to live later. It just has to be. I look at celebrities and how they're able to kind of navigate through this whole thing called rumors and paparazzi and you know shouts out to the publicist because oh my goodness like you literally if you're paying attention things are hot off the press they just hot off the press if you give something maybe a good 24 48 hours it dies out we still don't know what Solange said in the elevator with Jay-Z and Beyonce we still don't know exactly what happened with Kevin Hart in that car crash. Like, bro, who was she? Who was he? Where were y'all going? Why? And, you know, in all the particulars, Buddy just laid low for a little bit, had his whole surgery and all these other different things happen. And the next time we see him back on the scene, he's making a video like, oh, and everybody's just okay. We have now become the generation that we have an ant size capacity of attention span and so my thing is forget the whole being embarrassed about certain things you know forget the oh what will people say they're not going to remember it I read something the other day that executives that were coming up with the Harriet Tubman uh, movie literally suggested that Julia Roberts you heard this Right, that Julia Roberts should play Harriet Tubman. And when someone in a meeting said, um, but you know she can't play her, right? The executive said, Harriet Tubman's story is so old, who would remember? Oh. But if you're honest with yourself, isn't that how society is ran? We scream Black Lives Matter. We scream all these different things. We cancel Kanye. We do all these different And you give it just a good... 72 hours and we're forgetful until the next situation pops up again it's ridiculous and so when I was listening to Lexi and you know her going to Jamaica and making a trip out of what should have been her destination wedding I kind of zoomed out and I wanted to kind of get a feel of how do you deal with life's issues how do you deal with the pop quiz I feel like there are two types of people One set of people can deal with the acne acre just boom, coming down the way that it was on Animaniacs. You remember that? Yeah. So just that the acne acre just weight just coming down and boom. Okay, that's your situation. How you going to deal with it? Most of us do very well with that. It's like, okay, you know what? (laughs) This is what's happening in our lives. It's a big situation. You either get evicted, a relationship is ending, whatever the case may be. Okay, big situation. I'm getting ready to zoom out, dissect, and when I zoom back in, I'm attacking and I'm going to bite this elephant one bite at a time. So you don't really get rattled by that. 
The second portion of people have little things that's occurring. I always visualize this as an ant at a time, a little bit of roaches, you know. It's like, ooh, that's happening. Okay, let me deal. Squash, got it. That's dead. Cool. Walk into the next cabinet. Oh, more roaches. Okay, let me get the spray. And so that kind of person does their best work dealing with a situation at a time. It is very important to know what kind of person you are so that you know what rattles you. Because the person that is okay and functions the best, not that they will prefer it, but they just, you know, just between the two, they'll choose that one. The person that deals with the acne acre coming down, believe it or not, they get rattled by the little situations, little ant size, little bit of roaches situations coming at a time because they feel like, let me just deal what's in front of me. And, I, and I'm going to raise my hand. I am the acne acre person. I can deal with, whew, okay, my mother passed. Wow. Okay, let me go ahead. And then I go in plan mode. Because naturally my wiring is I'm a planner, I'm a go-getter. I lay it out and then I boom, I take off and all things is awesome. I get rattled at, okay, that situation's happening. Ooh, okay, I'm dealing with, ooh, wait, why well, I'm starting to deal with this situation, that's happening too. Ooh. If when I feel like I'm being pulled too many different ways because a little minute irritants, oh my, it's like being in a picnic and you are the mosquito buffet. I just cannot deal. It like, it does something to me. Whereas on the flip side, my husband does amazing being a mosquito buffet. He's like, okay. Hmm, shoulder, okay, ooh, knee, got it. Okay, ankle, ooh. And I'm just like, bro, are you are you in the um fraternity? Like, are you doing the pa Like, I can't deal with that. But the acme acre, he doesn't do well. It's almost like staring at Mount Everest and he looks up like, what am I supposed to do now? And I love the pairing, right? Because I can come to him and I'm like, babe. I am irritated. He's like, what happened? I'm like, dinner is late, which is pushing back, you know, the kids getting into the bed at the proper time. Clothes are not ironed. This is not happening. Blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. He's like, okay, sit back. I got it. Listen, <laughs> real quick, kids, uh, go brush your teeth. Go get me that. Da, da, da. And then he'll go ahead and knock it out. Meanwhile, I'm just like, it's too merch. But if you give me something that's huge, he'll be sitting there and he's like, this is too much. And I'm like, not at all. This is what we're doing. Listen, let's get in this huddle. First step, you're going to go ahead and call your employer. You're going to say that. And then I come out the huddle armed, like, let's get it. Touchdown. Like, it's nothing else to talk about. It is so important to know how do you deal with a thing. And it led me back to wanting to go ahead and read this particular verse in the Bible because Many times when I read, I'm like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And that's just me being pure, authentic myself. Went ahead and read Matthew 9. And my good, good man, Jesus, right? And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just read from verse 18. And the palpitations thereof, I was like, bro, I can't do no more. I mean, is this one day's worth? Because I'm not going to be able. Because sidebar. A truly productive day for me, because I am the planner, I'm the, I'm the acme, you give it to me, I'll knock it out the park. I'm very much David can go ahead and knock, kill out Goliath, we're done. 
but don't let me go ahead and see that all the sheep got mud on him and then another sheep got ate and it's like this is too much give me another goliath and i'm fine so with that personality you know however your wiring it is that's how your lens is for life so that's how i see life so when i'm reading the bible i'm like two marriage so matthew 9 we're going to start at verse 18 so as jesus was saying this so that means he was already in the conversation so i'm already irritated because somebody cutting him off anyway as jesus was saying this the leader of the synagogue came and knelt before him my daughter has just died he said but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. 19. So Jesus and his disciple got up and went with him. 20. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe. 21. For she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. 22. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. 23. When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. 24. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. 25. After the crowd was put aside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and she stood up. 26. The report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. 27. After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. 28. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith it will happen. 30. Then their eyes were open and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, Don't tell anyone about this. 31, but instead they went out and spread his fame all over the region. Listen, I'm ready to throw the phone. I just read from verse 18 to 31 and nobody did anything that Jesus told him to do. I don't know if I could have, this is my biblical example of the person that's able to deal with many ants at a time. Jesus is on his way to someone, right? He, he has a destination he's trying to get to. He's in the middle of talking. Someone comes up to him, hey, real quick, can you come to my house and heal my daughter? Okay. Now, I don't know how many of us will reroute our actual plan to do this destination. Many of us would have been like, ah, you should have called me beforehand, big dog. I'm on my way to Jerusalem. I'm on my way to Galilee. Like, I'm on my way to, you would have just told them what you're getting ready to do. And if you got time on the back end of you finishing your to-do list, then you'll come back and see, you know, what's really good with the daughter. Jesus was like, oh, okay, without even skipping a beat. You're in the middle of conversation. Somebody come up to you and say, hey, can you come to my door? Can you come to my house real quick? Not in his GPS. He wasn't going that way, but it was like, okay. So then he reroutes. As he goes ahead and tries to reroute, then somebody goes ahead and takes the power that he was taking to go heal the girl. This is the power, the healing power he was taking to go heal the daughter. So as he's on his way to, a woman with the issue of blood touches the hem of his garment. And other translation says that he says, I felt healing power come out from me. So now he got to turn around like, who just did that? 
So now he figures, oh, okay, woman with the issue of blood, cool. So he goes ahead and figures that out. Okay, you touch me, that's fine. Faith is going to make you whole, you good, you know, no bad blood. No, it's good. We can still remain Facebook friends. Everything's good. On his way to the little girl, because they asked him to come heal the daughter. He didn't know about this little girl. You came and sought him. There's people out here crying, the whole funeral thing. He's like, listen, y'all don't need to. She's just asleep, okay? I'm going to go ahead and take her hand. We're going to go ahead and follow through. She gets up. It's fine. On his way, trying to go ahead. He's still trying to make his way downtown. Like, he's still trying to get there, right? Then two blind men come up, and they like, oh, real quick, can't see. Hmm? No, we would like to see, sir. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do you believe that I can make you see? They're like, oh, yeah, I heard about you. I'm not deaf. I can't see. You know, we, we heard about you. We cool. And he's like, okay, well, let me go ahead and mm, mush you real quick. There go the eyes open. Ah, you see all that? Cool. Um, Just make sure, though, uh, you don't tell anyone. And they're like, oh, okay, shouts out. <laughs> I'm getting ready to make a Facebook Live. <laughs> and I'm telling everybody. And it's like that passage right there alone, I'm triggered. I'm not even going to hold you. Bruh, let me get to the making my way downtown. Woman with the issue of blood, tell Peter and them your address. We'll, you know, we'll circle back. I got you when I get back. Um, Sir, your daughter, listen, I control death. Don't worry about it. But I still got two things ahead of you. You know, take a number. I hate to make this a Medicaid office, but this is what we finna do, okay? Um, Blind men, listen, you haven't seen your whole life, so... If I got to put you in the order, I think you are where you meant to be. Again, go ahead and give um, Peter your Instagram handle. Because I know you can't see, but let somebody who can see let you know when I'm on the way back. And I just would have, you know, fit them real nicely into my orchestrated, planned out day. Because I'm all things productive. But just looking at Jesus, he didn't skip a beat. I never saw him in this passage alone tell somebody, wait, let me finish my plan first, please. Like, y'all doing a whole lot. And just to go ahead and dabble back, remember when he fed the 5,000 with the two two loaves and the, the fish and all the other, you know, the little fish sandwiches? Um, that wasn't a part of the plan. He had to look at Peter and him after a while like, hmm. Because the 5,000 was just counting men, wasn't counting the women and the children. That wouldn't have worked for me. I didn't come out here to be producing miracles for all y'all. Like, y'all need to go ahead. Listen, give me a minute. You know, y'all doing a whole bunch. I know that I made everything, but every, we just, I don't have the venue space for y'all because I didn't plan mentally for you. And that's where I want us to go ahead and get in the place of. Don't let life feel like a ping pong match between what you planned and what keeps popping up at you. Because honestly, again, this Bible verse alone, we didn't even read the whole Matthew 9. That was just from 18 to 31. And I literally was like, listen, too much. T for timeout. Who has a whistle? <laughs> like, I'm getting ready to wear a referee shirt at this point because I felt like Jesus was just navigating through so much, so much, so much. And it taught me. As the person who deals better with, boom, I don't care what the size situation, as long as it's one at a time, then I'm good on it. It taught me, yeah, but that's not going to lead to success. Imagine if all of those people had to wait. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, she already waited 12 years. 
She spent all that she had. To me, you know, if I had to, if I was going to be Jesus for a day, what's another couple of, you know, weeks? You you had the issue of love for 12 years. You know, if the girl is asleep, a.k.a. that's what Jesus called her being dead, what's another couple of hours? You know, it's it's okay. Things can wait. But what we have missed out on reading such wonderfulness, like I've, the woman with the issue of blood, she's the first person in the Bible period that believes that her faith was so strong that she believed you don't even have to know Jesus. You don't have to know my name. You don't have to know my situation, but I know you, I know what you can produce. And I know that if I can touch anything that is on you, that I get the benefits of you. She's the first person that ever knew, let me touch him and I'm going to get healed. Because in the crowd, in other translations with that very same thing, when Jesus asked his disciples who touched me, the disciples looked at him like, bruh, it's a zillion people here. Everyone is pushing up on you. Like, people are trying to come up to you and get your word and, hey, can you heal me? And can you come over? I mean, my goodness, the men came up to him and said, hey, can you heal my daughter? So there was all kind of people pushing up. But my question is, then why didn't everybody else get healed then if they were touching him just the way the woman with the issue of blood was? Why is it that she was the only one and she only touched the hem of his garment? How come people were pushing up on him and didn't get the healing? So that shows me that her faith was a light years ahead of her time. You see what I'm saying? How do you deal with the pop quizzes in your life? Just like I was telling you a few minutes ago about Lexi. And she had to make oof, the tough decision of, man, does she pull the plug on that particular engagement? You know, the embarrassment that comes with that. And it always comes at a very inconvenient time, right? That particular situation with the engagement pull was happening as her father figure was meeting his demise. The situation with Jesus, he's on his way trying to make his way downtown. And then all these other things are happening on the interim. So let's be clear. It never happens at a convenient time. Life itself is an inconvenience. The only thing that you can do is plan the parts that you can and be diligent in the areas that you can. Otherwise, you need to have, and I have my hands up right now, you need to practice the art of being fluid. Whether you're the person that deals well with the acne acre coming down and you're like, okay, let me just deal. But you can't have that, everybody leave me alone while I'm dealing with this. You just, you can't. That's, life is not going to allow you to do that. Your job is not going to allow you to take some time off because you had a rough couple of weeks. You know, you, you'll have to go ahead and get your doctor to sign off or some stuff. With it. Life does not say, oh, okay, you know what? We understand. You can pay that bill when you can. Just let us know when you're back on your feet. Life doesn't time out for you. So you can't have a very zoned in, nobody bother me, I'm dealing with this, even if you are the one that deals well with the acne acre. And if you're the one that deals well with a little bit of roaches and the ants, you know, a little bit of situations at a time, you can't have it where if an act maker does come, it stumbles you. Because life doesn't come at you very easy in just one situation at a time. You know, that's the person that says, um, you know, stuff done hit the fan, you know. And my thing is, is that I believe that the kingdom of darkness has a foul on all of us. They can't, it, that, the kingdom knows, okay, how does this p person deal and what rattles them? 
and then according to your responses, then that's the file that is kept on you. So I have really been a champion for learn yourself so that you are not the biggest reason why you fail. So just like I just self-admitted, I deal well with one situation at a time. Even if it's huge, it doesn't matter. I deal with one. But I have made cognizant steps to ensure I am not going to get rattled if multiple things come. I don't want my peace being taken away because that even goes on a simplistic level. I can have a to-do list and I can make it as short as I can. If I did not master my to-do list, I'm rattled. I'm not even going to hold you. But I learned that the most successful person is the most fluid person and it's the person that knows themselves the best. So that is my challenge to you. That is, you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations. I have two challenges for you. One, I want you to identify which person are you. Are you the act maker or are you the ant person? You know, a little bit of situation at a time. Which person are you? And then I want you to make steps and make a commitment that the thing that rattles you, you're no longer going to allow that to rattle you anymore. So if you are a acne acre person, you are going to make steps in realizing when certain situations pop up as you're dealing with something else, you're going to say the kingdom of darkness is not going to win. I know how to deal with this issue. I also know that I need to push a little bit more because this is not my natural habitat. This is not the place that I deal with the best. So I see what's happening and I'm not about to be a guinea pig for the kingdom of darkness. I'm going to go ahead and handle this too. And if you're the person that deals with a little bit of issues well at a time, when something big happens, I want you to say the same exact thing. Mm, okay, I'm out of my natural habitat. but I definitely won't be the laughing stock and the mannequin for all things laughing for the kingdom of darkness. I'm not doing that. Because life is one big classroom. It really is. And the teachers, sometimes they take off. They take, you know, substitute teachers and all of that. The teachers are not always going to teach you the way that you learn the best. The Greatest thing about being a student is that you need to understand for yourself, how do I learn best? Do I learn by taking notes? Do I need to highlight a whole bunch of stuff? Do I need to do? And so if we had to do that in school, it is imperative that you do that for life. I want you to learn yourself, but more than ever, learn yourself in an area of how do I handle life's issues? And I just gave you a bunch of examples from Matthew 9, going to eight, verse 18 to 31, to talking to you about Lexi um, on Instagram, to giving you some things with me. It's just at this point, and you know that I'm in a space right now because of this medical scare and all these different things that I'm even paying more attention to. You can't have all the little things alter your peace. We're just not doing that. Like, to be completely honest with you, I'm okay with the interim of, we're trying to figure out what's going on with this lump or this cyst in my left breast. I'm, I'm honestly okay. But you know what rattled me yesterday? <laughs> the fact that I couldn't find matching shirts from my family. This is real talk. Like, I'm not even being, I'm being super honest right now. That I couldn't find matching shirts from my family to take pictures yesterday. Bro, when I say rattled irritated had to call my husband I'm like can you please he's like listen it's okay and it was irritating because my son didn't like one I couldn't find a size for my husband and I'm trying to figure out my daughter and it was just like are you sick 
you would have looked at me like, you're really bothered. And my true answer would have been yes. Like for, for like an hour or two, I had to hold myself like, I'm irritated. Meanwhile, comma, don't feel anything about the mammogram stuff because I have peace about that. So I'm very clear on where I need to push a little bit more. I want you to be as clear. Because again, the best way to graduate this thing called life is to really hone in on what type of student you are. You see where I'm going with that? But I feel like you got what you needed. I think you know how to go ahead and go back to the lab and identify, okay, you know what? Like, matter of fact, look at what's been happening in your life the last 30 days. Maybe some weeks are more highlighted than others. Maybe the last week has just been like, you know what? Now that you said that, I'm looking at this past week, and I do get rattled when it's a little bit of issue, a little bit of issue, a little bit. Of, I can't. But when I'm dealing with the one issue of, okay, got to come up with money for this bill, I do a little bit better. Just go ahead and analyze the last 30 days of your life. And once you go ahead and do that, then you'll be able to pull forth the challenges. Okay? Because uh, I'm looking at you. Just want to shake your head. Shake your Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. But as my good nanny says, all right. I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and do the challenge. Good conversation. I'm proud of you for sticking through. But I want life to get us. We're going to live life. It's not going to live us. You understand? Okay. I'll talk to you later. Later.